Hello, and welcome to Rehearse the Truth, a podcast where we equip and empower believers in the arts to prophetically and creatively broadcast God's light into the darkness and reclaim the arts for the kingdom. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We are so excited that you guys are here. And I am very excited for this episode um, because I have the honor to interview um, Cassie Chisholm, um, which she is one of our team members. Um, But we wanted to highlight um, in these next couple of series, we feel like this is going to be an echoing kind of running theme of something that can be throughout the entire episodes to come, um, but where we get the opportunity to spotlight an artist and to be able to hear more of their story and kind of learn from their life and their story and their lessons that God has taught them. Um, but today we get to interview Cassie, and I think it's no there's just no better person to start this with, um, in my opinion, just because I've had the honor and the privilege just to be able to kind of see how her life has evolved over the past yeah. couple of years. Um, but yeah, so we'll just jump right in. Um, we're calling this rehearse the truth over your lies. And so, um, Cassie, tell us just a little bit. I want to, before we get into the rich goodness, um, I want to just get to know you a little bit and allow our listeners to be able to hear a little bit more about you. So just give us a brief little synopsis of where you are in life right now and break it down. So, yo, um, yes, my name is Cassie Chisholm. I, um, am 20 years old. I uh, got married this past summer to my husband, Jace. He's the best. He is the best. Um, and I currently go to Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas. Small little Arkansas town. We love it. Yeah, um, yeah. Originally from Texas, um, but in Arkansas now. And I am studying theater um, at Harding, which is just a small Christian university. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. That's exciting. I think a lot of people can kind of relate to, I have a feeling that we have quite a few out there that are in that same stage of life. Um, shout out if you are at college and you are studying, um, theater, it is awesome. And it's super, um, in my opinion, it's super cool, super great. And so, um, before again, let's go into, I think this would be fun, um, to do a rapid fire question, just a little bit more. Anybody else care to know about? her i do um all right some of these might even like surprise me so here we go peace um what's your favorite color blue okay favorite food mashed potatoes okay okay dream vacation oh gosh i really want to stay in a bungalow over the water yeah you do really bad (laughs) okay texting or phone call uh phone call Mm -hmm. coffee or tea coffee that's that's my girl um sunrise or sunset Mm, sunrise i'm a morning person okay and what about one of your favorite memories favorite memories oh gosh um like any memory is rapid girl let's Ah, go (laughs) any memory ever um okay crazy this is coming to my head but uh i whenever my family lived in california when i was super young we would stand on like bridges and we would get those little um they're like, oh, I don't even know what trees they're from, but they like helicopter down. They're okay. like the little leaves. Yeah. And they're like the seeds maybe. I wish I could remember. We'll have to, yeah, we'll we'll have have to look to- it up after and figure <laughs> out what tree it's from. But we would like 
collect them and like toss them off the bridge all four Aww. of us and my family and like let them like float down yes, that was a good memory a, i haven't even thought about that in a long time man okay. this rapid fire stuff gets you go ahead jesus yeah, okay um, and sweet, because sweet it memory. just wouldn't be fitting if we didn't ask a performing question what has been one of your favorite roles you've ever played oh favorite roles i've ever played um well oh they're also they're also different you know um yeah. i think one one of the sweetest um, was when I played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz in high school because musicals aren't like my thing thing. I prefer straight acting. I'm like, I can sing, but like, it's not like my like bread and butter. Okay. Um, so like to actually have that opportunity to like do that and like be trusted with that. Yeah. Um, and just like what a sweet, like close to my heart story of the wizard of Oz. So, so sweet. Yes. Okay. There's no place like home. Got it. Um, (laughs) so, all right. So let's get into it. I want to, um, just kind of go into, we believe that at Call Out, um, we believe that God echoes a running theme, like not only just one moment, but it's continuous moments that happen through our life of progression, right? We're all about growth. We're all about progressing in our faith. And it's a process. We've talked about that over the course of this little bit of time. And we're not after perfection, but we're after progression. Yeah. And so in that, um, we believe that God has these moments where there's a call out moment. Um, and so for you, I know that we've had had some back and forth conversations and um, I just really would love to hear where like maybe what was a call out moment for you and especially let's gear it more towards um, our listeners and what they kind of are sitting in with it, it being in the performing arts world. Is there a call out moment that God kind of taught you about in this field? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I love, I love what, what you, what you're saying about it being a progression of moments, because for some people, their testimony really is like, I was living in darkness and now I'm in the light. If it was more of like a, when you're older. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, like I, I accepted the Lord into my heart when I was like probably four and a half or five. And so like, I definitely believe in the power of that moment, but I can't necessarily go back to that moment and say like, okay, like. I I completely saw the Lord turn my life around type of thing. So it's yeah. it's as you grow in your faith moving forward. Um, I think, like you said, we continue to go through call out moments again and again where the Lord just takes us deeper um, or as you would say, levels us up. That's um, right. <laughs> so yeah, as far as a call out moment I had within the performing arts, um, I started acting, well, I mean, most most performers started performing when they were like super young like we had this little right right on the fireplace yes oh yes (laughs) for for me it was actually when we were living in california we had this little like in our entryway it was almost like a i mean i saw it as a stage but it was just like a little step down whatever and it was like this wood floor and my sister and i would just like get up there and sing and dance and um so i've always been a little on the dramatic side but (laughs) i really started like in shows and stuff in like sixth grade and did it all the way through graduating high school. Um, and I went to public school. So that was, that was awesome. And my district was like, my school district was, was very high quality and like, um, really valued the arts, which was awesome. But again, it being in a public school environment was, it was challenging being one of the only people, uh, one of the only believers in that environment. Like I very much so remember particularly in high school, um, being just very, like lonely in my faith within the theater department because, Mm. um, there just weren't, there weren't really other believers in that environment. And so from that experience, I think I really separated, 
my faith and my love for theater to where I was like, okay, like I went, I was very involved at church and I loved the Lord. Like I, it wasn't like I didn't care. Like I, I deeply loved the Lord, um, and was really pursuing him, but like it, I, I didn't know how to combine that with my, my love for theater and the arts and all of that, because that community, my theater community was not Christian. And so I didn't mm. see the two mesh. And so I think if we go back to the, the, the question of like, what was my call out moment? Yeah. Um, I think graduating high school was such an important transition for me because high school was such a time of, um, just toil for me where I, I was really not as healthy as, um, I am now where it just, I, I really got really bogged down by, okay, what is everyone thinking of me? Am I living up to everybody's expectations? Am I doing enough? Am I, um, if we talk a lot about the Enneagram, if anyone knows about the Enneagram (laughs) out there, I'm an Enneagram three, um, and just the achiever, the performer always striving. Mm. And so high school was like definitely just the epitome of me living in the unhealthiness of like always having to be at the top of everything, always having to be in charge, always having to do more. Um, didn't understand what rest was just, just the epitome of that. And so even within theater, the, the end of my senior year, we were doing a competition play. Uh, one act play is, is what it's called in Texas. Um, and so I, I had been cast as the lead and I really just felt a lot of pressure to carry that so well and to get us to the next rounds and win the awards and do all of the things. Um, and, and it was really, really hard on me. Um, and not only though, like just battling the fact of just the performer, but I'm sure there was a level in just faith wise. Yeah, for sure. The show itself was, was super dark and super heavy. And, okay. uh, and so it just, it, it it took a toll on me for sure. And I Mm. was something cool from that time is that I definitely believe like the Lord used that to teach me what it meant to like wake up and say, I cannot go through this day without you. Like I need your strength. Um, you know, and I, and I won't go into like all the details of it, but it was, it was, it was a hard experience for me. Um, and so even just like getting to like, and even in my high school, like, like I said, I was, I was just striving always constantly. And like, I just was in charge of a lot of things, a president of clubs and like just constantly going, doing all the things, um, for the sake of being perceived as, you know, whatever. Um, and so to really shut the door of like, not only that show, but also just of that season of high school, like I felt, I felt such a shift inside of me where the Lord was like, that is the past. And now we're moving forward. Like, this is not who you are. The person that you have been in high school is not like, that's not how I see you and that you don't have to live in that forever. But I needed to be out of that environment Uh in order to actually, learn that lesson and receive, um, what he had for me moving forward. And again, don't hear me wrong. Like I, I loved a lot, a lot of high school and I had amazing friends and like, I I wouldn't trade any of it because it's, it's what it's, it's my story. It's why I'm I'm here talking today. So anyway, but that call out moment, I think was really the like graduating, shutting that door, um, and entering into like the summer of 2018 was literally just like, I've told people if there was a time I could relive, 
over and over again and just yeah. be happy. Like if I got stuck in the Bermuda Triangle and I had to live it over again, <laughs> it would be the summer of 2018 because it was just the most restorative healing time for me in so many ways. And um, for yeah. those, and that is in reference to actually from the very beginning, like episode one, mm-hmm. where we kind of mentioned Mary Poppins. Yeah. You're talking yes. about that summer. Yes. So yep. I think that that, um, okay. So yeah, that's so good. But what was it in that moment that all of a sudden things started to shift and kind of awaken to the point where, what was it that you're kind of like, well, this is this isn't like, it's different. Like what were those moments of maybe like, give us some like kind of side by side things where you started to see and get perspective that was shifting. And I know too, for you, it was at that pinnacle point where, I mean, I, I remember what college was for me. I remember that being like that season and that transition. It's a hard one. It's some of the hardest um, times of your life. But um, I also believe it's like coming into that lane of where you kind of do feel that pressure already where it's like, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? And you're constantly drilled with those questions. But then in regards to what you were already facing, was there a part of you knowing that you were going to go to school to go and like literally study this? Was there a level of hesitation Absolutely. Yes. I, I mean, you talk in, I think episode two, just about running from the calling because of fear and insecurity and like not, not, not understanding fully how the Lord has designed you to do a certain thing. And that was absolutely me within theater because of my public school experience. Um, just, just no, there was no, there was no understanding in me of the fact that the two could be one, that, the Lord designed me to be a wow. theater artist. Yeah, um, it felt so separate in my mind. And mm-hmm. so, to talk about what changed that that summer was my first ex- ever experience in a, a, a Christian theater environment, um, where it was this cast was the body of Christ. Like I, I was so shook over and over again that it's like. The, like praying, going into a rehearsal. I had never experienced that. Yeah. Someone in a dance rehearsal hurting their ankle and like everyone gathering around that person and praying for their ankle. Like, no, yeah. the, the, the lack of, of competition, but like the, the communion of coming together and saying like, we're in this together. Yeah, like we, we are telling this story for a reason. The, the extracting gospel from a story of like, okay, Mary Poppins, there's Jesus in it, but like you, you have to look for it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And we did, and we said, "This is what this means," and this is how. The, I remember in one song we we came together as a cast and said, "We're going to pray over the audience while we're singing this song yeah. that they would have an encounter with the Father in this moment." Yeah, and it's not a Christian musical, but like mm-hmm. we were the body of Christ using it as like you've said before, a mission field. And so that just completely turned everything I knew on its head to be like, I, I loved the Lord and I loved the performing arts, but I did not know until that summer where the Lord was just recharging and resting me, um, and shut so many other doors for me to focus in on this show experience. Uh, and, and, and just took me to, an, a completely new understanding of who I was designed to be yeah, that it beautiful. was not, um, <clears throat> that it didn't have to be separate, right? That it, that it was one that he was a creative God is a creative Amen. God who created me to be creative. Yeah. Like, like they're some, one in the same. Exactly. It's not separate. And I think that that's one of the lies we buy into so Absolutely. often is we try to segregate, 
um, those two different and compartmentalize and all this other stuff where yeah. the fact of the matter is, is don't you think they just overlap with one another? Yeah. And culture doesn't say that, but we know as Christians that the performing arts belong to the father. Amen. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, I think that I, I, and I, I don't know about anybody else who else is listening, but I feel like at this point, somebody else is like, Oh yes. I, I, yeah, I can relate to that. Like, where are you in life right now? Are you a college student? Are you, um, are you a high school student for that matter in public school right now? And you're dealing with just that level of like, how do I incorporate, um, the father? Like maybe I do go to a public school. Maybe I do go to a secular, um, university, but how is it? Like, what would you advise somebody on how you dealt with this? And I know that like you got awoken to it during Mary Poppins, but then you had to walk it out um, for the past almost two years where you've been put in those rings where sure, Jesus was welcomed, but even then you, I've, I've had conversations with you where you kind of had to implement or encourage to the point of like, this is something I witnessed and not for the fact of like, this is the way to do it. But you led, right. You lived out that. Cause we've always talked about being called out. We then live out a different way. Yeah. So in that, like, would you, how would you like encourage somebody to, and like what helped you in that? Yes. So, so this is kind of, I guess the the title of the episode of rehearsing truth over your lies. So I didn't know I had been living in that lie for so long that, that the the two things I loved the most had to be separate, that the Lord disapproved of me being in the performing arts. Mm. Like I didn't know I was living in that, in that tension and in that lie Mm -hmm. until I experienced light and truth and the way it was created to be. Yeah. Um, that, that reclaiming of the arts for the kingdom, like you don't know, um, until you're called out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a lot of it was being in a community, um, of people who loved both and did both. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it really came down to actually be- like like finding truth, believing truth, and then like we talk about rehearsing that truth over yeah. what the lie is because it'll still come back up. And this is this is accurate of anything. This is my story, but mm-hmm. you're I mean, fill in the blank of what lie you're believing yeah. and take it to the Father and He's say what so do good. you say about this mm-hmm. because this is not your voice that says I'm not enough. That says I uh you know, I can't I can't it, it literally fill in the blank uh-huh. whatever your lie is. I think that was really key though the part where you just said what is it like the fact that you took time to then put it to like put it in the right hands and ask him i think that that's really intentional right now for all of us to like take a moment and not miss that opportunity where um what is it that you are believing and then take it back to the fact of ask um because the father will have something to say and here and here is the the biggest thing for me this is not like that radical of a concept to like replace a lie with truth. Okay. Sure. sure the church talks about that, but like there is a difference between sitting there and saying like, okay, I feel like I'm not enough today, but like the Lord says I'm enough and then keep going. No, like, like mm-hmm. that is the, that's a good first step. Yeah. But sit down, open a journal, yeah. write out all of the lies that you feel attacked by yeah. and take it to scripture yeah. and say, what what do you father say about this i'm i am a sheep you are the shepherd and i want to listen to your so voice good. only and yeah. so when i took it to him and was like i feel like i can't do both i feel like i can't be a performing artist and glorify the kingdom of god yeah. at the same time and he said my child 
I made you to be this way. Yeah. Like what? Like I made you to be creative. I made you to love storytelling and performing and you don't have, you're mm. not called to do it the way that Broadway does it. Like okay. God bless Broadway. We love them. We do. But like, but that, but that's not the way that we're as Christians called to do it. Like that is not, they don't get to define what it is. He gets to define what it is. That's right. And, <laughs> and so that, that sitting in front, it's sitting with my journal open and actually pouring my heart out before the Lord and then receiving back from him that he said, I am creative. I created you to be creative. I want you to declare theater as your major. Yeah. I can use this from the glory yeah. of my kingdom. And I think that this is one of the most beautiful things that I've gotten to witness Cassie um, time and time again. And I'm going to honor you in this situation because constantly I'm challenged with her with your level of vulnerability and transparency and authenticity. Again, vulnerability, transparency, authenticity. You can't hide behind a mask. And I think in this world, you easily can hide behind a mask. But in this category, you have led with the fact of you constantly, when a lie gets brought up, such as the one that you have, you you don't even let it sit for a second because you go right to the source and you go right back to him and you say, I am your sheep. And so it just reminded me of John 10, mm. 27, um, where it says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Again, I'm going to lead into 28 because I feel like he wants to say it. I give them eternal life, eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he is powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. And so in that sense, the father and I are one. It's just such a beautiful picture of what you're talking about because it really is. There's a level of transparency that you lead with on the day daily where you don't just let it go, but you say, no, God, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it. And isn't it, I feel like it's interesting, but it's, it's just how he works. Sadly, the enemy, he constantly is on the prowl, right? He's constantly trying to destroy us. And and it's not just one time, right? Like you've had moments where all of a sudden a year later, you thought you dealt with that. And that is why the rehearse part of it is so important Mm -hmm. because the truth is there. We have the truth. I'm holding the Bible. This is the truth. But unless I memorize it, unless I tuck it away in my heart, unless I have, I have a notepad on my phone of like, when this lie gets brought up, this is the truth I rehearse over it. Yeah. And sometimes it's something that's been really like big for me is taking, um, scripture and then making my own prayer about it or yep. my own declaration about so good. it. Um, that's a lot of where rehearse the truth came from, mm-hmm. um, of literally speaking scripture over over the lie itself, like you said, when it comes up and up again. Yeah. So specifically with this lie, when it comes to, I have to separate God, like this isn't one or, um, theater and, and Jesus can't coexist. That is a lie from the pit of hell. What is one truth that you constantly go back to that can encourage someone's heart today to hold on to just as much? Cause the truth is, is what it's going to set them free, right? Yes. So an expectation, we're going to be, we're going to posture ourselves to receive this word, um, as a truth to yes. our life, as a promise to our life that we can hold on from the Father and say, mm, I received that. So go ahead and share. Yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like this is, this is uh, just a moment I can say, like, there is a blend of experience and scripture together that can be a truth that you hold on to. Um, and so for me, uh, something I speak over this uh, and just reminds me of what the Lord has changed in my heart in the past couple of years is Psalm 41 through three. 
I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Amen. Amen. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And so when I sit there... um, and I see what the theater industry looks like right now. Yeah. And it looks so dark. And I think, I can't, I can't, I can't go into this and glorify the kingdom of God. Yeah. Or I think, who else is doing this? Like, who else, who else is equipping and empowering creatives in, um, in, in their walk with the Lord? I remember what he did in my life to take, to, to literally pull me up from the pit of destruction yeah. of comparison and evil and, yeah. and lies and fear. And, and he set me on a rock and he put a new song in my mouth mm-hmm. to where I say my creativity comes from the creator. Yeah. Uh, and I have a new song of praise in my, in my mouth and many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord and, mm-hmm. and reframe yeah. what the enemy has stolen into the hands of God who created it in the first place. Amen. Um, so freaking good. I know. Well, <laughs> sorry, I have shocker. I'm crying. Um, but I just want to close with the fact of, I feel like, um, that part that stood out to me that I just feel like Holy Spirit saying to you right now is that he is putting a new song in you and mm-hmm. that he is going to, um, he's reigniting Amen. a flame that it, it can't be tamed in Jesus name. And he's going to do some incredible, um, incredible things with your story. So continue to be vulnerable, continue to be transparent, be con- continue to be authentic, authentic because, um, the name that is above every name lives with inside of you and and he's got a story to tell and he's going to use your life to bring glory and honor to his name. And so I just want to speak um, a, a prayer over your life and just anoint you in this moment as we believe that, um, that you are one of many artists right now. Yeah. So Father, we just come to you right now. We thank you so much for Cassie Chisholm. We thank you for pulling her out of despair, God, and putting her feet on a solid rock that cannot be shaken. We thank you for being that solid rock in our our lives God we thank you for for reconstructing and 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 dis- disqualifying that lie that was sitting and hovering over her that has no claim over her in Jesus name that the arts and you are one because you father are the creator, the designer, the artist, and you live with inside of her. And so God, I ask as the director of her life, that you direct her steps, that you would order her steps, that a new song, Holy spirit would rise up in her and that it would be, um, so beautiful and so not tamed that it would be something that is, um, edifying and pleasing to you, God, but that it, it's just, it's an absolute praise. And so we say hallelujah to the name that is above every name. And we say a blessing over, over Cassie's life and just what it is. God, we ask for doors to fling wide open for her to be able to present art and to be able to use her story of redemption, to be able to pull somebody else out. Um, that that level of transparency and vulnerability will be on the cusp of her lips at all times because she is confident in who you say she is. So God, we thank you for that. We thank you for this time and we just bless her as she continues to live out a life of obedience. Guys, we are so thankful and we say all of this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just get the opportunity now to actually in, like turn the blessing back onto you guys and um, 
So just just like I just got to do, just put yourself in a posture to receive um, as I speak this over you. May the Lord bless you as you take your place as a warrior in the battle of reclaiming the arts for the kingdom. May you walk boldly as the masterpiece you were created to be, defined only by your Father's voice. May God's divine creativity flow through you as a reflection of your maker. May pride, comparison, fear, pressure, insecurity, and all other footholds of evil in our industry be silenced by God's truth. May you encounter the heart of the Father, the love of the Savior, and the power of the Spirit in your life every day this week. You are seen, you are known, you are loved. See you guys next time.